Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Gillian Merrin is a former British Member of Parliament and Labour Minister. She served as a Minister at the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, Department for International Development, Cabinet Office, Transport, as a Minister of State for Public, for public Health. She has been involved with the trade union movement and has run her own business, advising and advocating on public health across the EU. She is currently the CEO of the British Board of Deputies, Jewish Board of Deputies. Gillian, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. It's great pleasure, particularly as I only returned from being with you and I was in South Africa just last week, so... An extra pleasure this morning. Um, was it hard to leave the warm shores of sunny South Africa to the somewhat chilly British climate? Um, of course. And <laughs> <laughs> um, may I say, um, I was there, as you know, with the World Jewish Congress, and we had what can only be described as the best of welcomes and hospitality from the South African Jewish community. So I want to thank everybody. It was very special. And it was absolutely a joy and pleasure for us to be hosting um, Jewish leaders from around the world, including yourself. Gillian, were you, did you attend the dinner with Theresa May and um, Benjamin Netanyahu yesterday? Yes, I, I was there along with our president uh, of the Board of Deputies of British Jews, our president, Jonathan Arkush. And what was it like? Magical. The whole week, in fact, has been quite splendid and it's not over yet. This is a very, very big week for us um, where we, for a long time, have been working with other communal organisations to create something called Balfour 100, to create a real sense of celebration all across the country, all across our communities, not just within our communities, but outside our communities. And um, I can only say I'm, it's a week that really is one to be remembered for the next 100 years. Wow, it sounds absolutely amazing. Um, I refer to my introduction, and I will be speaking to Benjamin Pogren later, but he refers to the British Jews at the time making pleas to Lord Balfour. Can you just tell me a little bit about Jews in the UK, how they got there, how long they've been there, and the kinds of challenges they face? Sure. Um, I, I mean, to give you a bit of history, Jews first came to Britain with uh, Norman the Conqueror, 1066, which uh, I don't know about you, but is a date etched on my memory from my studies of history <laughs> at school. Um, and uh, he invited Jews from Normandy to come to England because he thought that the English economy would very much benefit from their commercial skills. But... Um, Unfortunately, we could only stay for 200 years. But there was religious intolerance when uh, England joined the Crusades and numbers of riots, massacres, and that led to the expulsion of Jews in 1290 by Edward I. And indeed, interestingly, and I can't quite explain this for you, but Jews were banned from England but not Scotland. Um, they came back to England because of what we would call today political lobbying, which, of course, the South African Jewish Board of Deputies is quite exceptional <laughs> at. And it was a Sephardi rabbi, rabbi from Amsterdam who persuaded Oliver Cromwell, who was ruling England at the time, 
after Charles I was deposed and killed, you know it was a very uh, bloody uh, time, uh, to let Jews back in. And again, again, interestingly, the arguments made were that it would be good for the economy, but not just that on this occasion. Uh, the lobbying of Oliver Cromwell was also to say it would hasten the coming of the Messiah. <laughs> so really quite fascinating. Uh, and just just a final note, but by all means ask me um, to, to go into other aspects. Till the end of the 19th century, most British Jews were Sephardi. And our oldest synagogue is Bevis Marks, which is in the city of London. It was a Sephardi synagogue built in 1701. And on Saturday evening, once Shabbat has gone out, will be the final commemorative closing ceremony for all of the events. Uh, that mark the Balfour celebration. And let me tell you, it is the most beautiful synagogue. I'd recommend anyone to look online at, at Bevis Marks. I can remember going to... It was one of my first engagements as chief executive here at the Board of Deputies. And it was a candle-lit ceremony. So can you imagine mm. the atmosphere in there? Beautiful. So it's going to be really very splendid on Saturday night. And I should say, the whole thing kicked off on Monday night in the Houses of Parliament, in Speaker's House. Again, the most atmospheric and beautiful and magical of settings when we held a parliamentary reception with all of the Friends of Israel groups from all of the difficult, different, not difficult, different mm. political parties to show our coming together as one to celebrate the Balfour Declaration and support the State of Israel. Sounds absolutely fascinating. Gillian, before we move on to kind of more current uh, issues, you, you spoke about Scotland being different in uh, the Jewish community in Scotland has been there for a very long time. And I just wonder, Jews in the UK, including, you know, Wales, Ireland, what, are the, what is the makeup of them? So we have currently an estimated 300,000 Jews in the UK. Interestingly, of course, and I know this from my trip to South Africa last week, whilst that's a much larger number of British Jews than you have South African Jews, we're a much smaller percentage of our population. And around half of those 300,000 Jews live in London in concentrated areas. And again, many of your listeners will have friends and family in those areas. But, um, as I say, around half in London, but there are smaller, but very significant communities, Manchester, Leeds, Gateshead, and Glasgow. And extra interesting for me, with the uh, most of the recent census that took place, in every local authority area in the United Kingdom, there is at least one Jewish person. <laughs> So, uh, as you as you mentioned, I used to represent the constituency of Lincoln, which is in the East Midlands. And in the whole of Lincolnshire, that county, there are 62 Jews, and I'm one of them. If <laughs> <laughs> I still keep a home there. Um, so, small numbers, but nevertheless, everywhere you go, there may be pockets. And actually, that's part of our work uh, at the Board of Deputies, is to go to the areas where... People have never, knowing, I have knowingly, never knowingly seen somebody Jewish to talk in school, to take our exhibition there, to encourage understanding, because that's really the very positive way forward. We're going to take a break now, Gillian, but when we come back, um, perhaps we can talk a little bit about you being Jewish Friends of Labour and some of the issues that are currently playing itself within the Labour Party. 
Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And I'm talking to Gillian Merrin, who's a former British Member of Parliament and Labour Minister and is currently the Chief Executive of the UK Board of Deputies. Gillian, um, you are also a f- Jewish Friends of Labour. Uh, yes, it's well, it's called the Jewish Labour Movement. Um, that might be what uh, you're speaking of, but there's also Labour Friends of Israel. Okay, so you are a member of the former one. Um, you, you also grew up within the trade union movement. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Um, yes, before I was um, uh, a member of parliament, then I served for 13 years in the UK parliament under uh, a Labour government and serving as a government minister with Tony Blair, who indeed I was delighted to see last night at the celebratory dinner, very special dinner in the presence of the current Prime Minister of the UK, Theresa May, and also Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Um, so I served as a minister for Tony Blair and also for Gordon Brown. And um, During my time in Parliament, I was very involved with the Holocaust Education Trust and Labour Friends of Israel, and now I continue, obviously, to support both of those, and I am a member of the Jewish Labour Movement, but as a trade union official, I did that. I was a senior trade union official uh, for some 10 years for a public service union, which represented mostly low-paid, part-time women workers. So we had a lot of work to do, as you can imagine. Labour Friends of Israel, how active is it and how, I mean, the current dynamics that are playing itself out in the Labour Party in the UK at the moment with, I don't know, it's like these periodic comments of anti-Semitic statements that come out. Do you have any thoughts on it? Well, I would say that, you know, we had a whole year in particular and we're still very alive to it. But when there was a whole range of anti-Semitism coming from individuals in, you know, particularly from not just the far right, but the far left as well. And often it came under the guise of, and I call it so-called, so-called anti-Zionism. And so our pressure, not just on the Labour Party, by the way, it doesn't matter, we're like the South African Jewish Board of Deputies, we're a non-party political organisation, so wherever wherever something comes from, we will call it out if if we need to, as indeed we did. And so we work with politicians from all parties to make sure they understand what anti-Semitism is. We work, for example, with the Jewish Labour Movement. I, at the recent Labour Party conference, delivered for them. Uh, and with a, a communal colleague, we delivered a training session about how, you know, what is anti-Semitism, why does it matter, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people are very shocked that anti-Semitism still exists. But, of course, as you will know, it's never actually gone away. And I think what happens is it comes up in new guises. And that's why I talk about so-called anti-Zionism. It's very easy for people to say, oh, I'm not anti-Semitic. And then go on to criticise the right of state, the, the right of the state of Israel to exist, and to pick it out and hold it to different standards to any other country. You know that happens, and and 
you know, I, I'm sorry to say that a space opened up in um, on the left, which allowed the far left to creep into, and that Israel is used very much as a vehicle for criticism um, of in ways that either skate or very thin ice or really do cross the line. Now, our pressure on the Labour Party and any other party, of course, has been to deal with that. Uh, the leadership was slow to do that, and I would say that there has been progress made, but we remain ever vigilant and have no hesitation in calling out anti-Semitism wherever it takes place and wherever it comes from. You know, it's, it's our job to do that, and that's what we will keep doing. Gillian, um, you speak about anti-Semitism, anti-Zionism. What are the other issues facing uh, British Jews? Well, interestingly, um, most recent... Well, I'll give you just some examples of things we're working on this, this minute. Um so the government has proposed changes to the rules on organ donation. And we want to make sure that that doesn't override, uh, you know, the concerns and the needs of Jewish families who want to respect their loved ones' last wishes. So we're working very, very closely with the relevant government departments and, and politicians on that one. Sometimes, and I know this as a former minister myself, that regrettably, um, and it, it is a bit of inevitability, really, that sometimes policies are declared which may have all the right intentions, but it's the unintended consequences. But because of our political lobbying work, we do have very good access to civil servants, to ministers, to parliamentarians, who are very supportive of us and, and can understand it, and we've always made good progress um, on issues. What else? We are continuing to support Jewish schools and Jewish education. Uh, we last year launched a, and it's never been done before, it's, I call it a definitive resource on teaching um, GCSE uh, level Judaism because there were no decent resources before. So instead of just complaining about it, we actually commissioned someone to, to write it and we now sell that broadly. We are also getting ready for local government elections taking place, not everywhere in the country, but in a lot of places. And the reason for that is we started, for the tw not, not many years ago, actually, it was just after I came here, we launched uh, the first ever Jewish manifesto, uh, which actually lobbied pol would-be policymakers. So we... Uh, contacted every single candidate who was standing. We sent them the Jewish manifesto. We asked them to sign up to what we called the Ten Commitments, which we got a lot of uh, good feedback on, not least of all because people like that, because the, the joke always was, what's harder? Is it to uh, stick to the Ten Commandments or is it to stick to the Ten Commitments that the board <laughs> asks you to make? Um, and, and, and from that, we could work out who was going to be our friend's when they were elected. Uh, and then we subsequently produced Jewish manifestos for the... We had devolved administration elections for Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales. We did special ones for them, including, of course, translating it into Welsh, which is a <laughs> big issue here, uh, if you're in Wales, to be sensitive to that point. And 
so now we want to move on to our next set of elections and our next set of political representatives. So they're just some of the things wow. that we're doing that are a bit more time sensitive, but we're, we're, we continue, of course, to train Jewish representatives on religious education bodies. We continue our interfaith work, particularly with the Muslim communities. Um, we're running a program called Invest in Peace, where we're bringing together an Israeli and a Palestinian to the UK, taking them round to talk to audiences, predominantly non-Jewish actually, uh, to raise, to, to be more constructive about how we look forward. And we also, of course, like you do, I'm sure, support individuals who may, for, for example, apply for flexible working or some such, so that they can observe um, Shabbat and other times. So all that routine work continues, but we always have very exciting projects that, that we are uh, we are working on. And, and the Balfour week we just talked about obviously was a huge one for us, and still is a huge one because it's, of course, not over. Well, Gillian, it's so reassuring to know that we have colleagues in the UK who kind of are dealing with the same similar issues that we do. And, and I must commend you on your, your efforts. I think you are amazing and are doing an amazing job. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, the next time we're going to talk about the name Board of Deputies, because I know I'm asked often where it comes from. Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but I look forward to chatting to you the next time. Thank you, and all best wishes to everyone in South Africa. We regard you as our friends and colleagues. <laughs> Thank you very much.